Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. One of my greatest friends here, my guest, my good friend, I am a raving fan of his, and I believe he is the same of mine, uh, Mr. Steve Chater. You have 
been in this room with us before. You guys always, always love him when he comes. And we're going to talk to you today. We like to talk about real estate and we like to talk about winning in real estate. And we want to talk to you a little bit today about, you know, why we love what we do and how it blesses people and how we can win together. So welcome, Steve. Good morning. I miss you, my friend. How are you? Stevie's there. I saw him pop up, but he may not remember how to unmute. He's kind of new to this platform occasionally. Darn it. Where'd he go? <laughs> you, there right, you are. That? There you are. I hear Good you morning. now. How are you? I am doing well. Yes, I didn't remember to unmute. <laughs> no worries. All these big, uh, you, you are a you you see you speak live to people so this audio platform is a little bit different than what we do in the world but hey i just wanted to uh, you know i come to these guys every week and we talk about wealth building we talk about real estate and today the topic is if you love what you do does it still feel like work and people have asked me a million times what would you do if you could do anything that you wanted if money were not an option and i always am like you know i'd be doing the exact same thing that i already do and so I just, when I, when I look at real estate um, and I look at what you've accomplished and I see that you never seem to leave this space either, even when they tell you to retire, what's your thought on that? <laughs> if you love what you um, do, does it still feel like work? Uh, you know, what's interesting is if you love what you do, what winds up happening is it uh, many times uh, becomes an obsession. Yeah. And so <clears throat> we have what, uh, I know you have, and I have as well, uh, had a work day. It went from 7 in the morning or 6 in the morning until 11 o'clock at night or later. Uh, and not because somebody told us we had to work overtime, but because we love what we do. Isn't that a blessing? I, You know, sometimes my children and my husband have to remind me to stop loving what I do so much. But I looked up the definition of work because I thought, well, you know, I guess that depends on your definition of work. Like, this doesn't feel like work to me a lot of the time, even though it is hard work. And I, I the definition of work was physical and mental effort basically focused on a task to achieve a goal. So I was like, okay, well, if that's the case, I look at investing and I look at passive income, the whole point of investing in real estate to me is to lessen the workload because if, you know, real estate and passive income give you back your time, you know, and give you, you can, you can leverage other people to do tasks, then technically I think that investing in real estate might be, might not be work. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> well, I had to justify I, that. <laughs> Here's what I think. I think this, that when we talk about loving what we do and taking on or doing something that's work, you can you can choose to love whatever you do. Mm. It's an attitude. And, that's true. Um, and helping people, uh, helping people with real estate, with their real estate needs is an opportunity for us in real estate to help somebody achieve their goals in real estate, whether it's whether it's the house that they want to live in, or whether it's the house they no longer want to live in, or whether it's investing in real estate. In every case, it's a big goal in somebody's life, and it's an honor to be able to help them do that. Absolutely. And if, we, if we're looking at work, because I'm going to tell you, I remember one time, my job was sweeping floors. 
And while I didn't actually love what I did, I chose to make a game out of it. And when I made a game out of it, there was fun because there was competition. I was competing with myself. Um, so I think it's an attitude and it's a choice. I love that. And That's so, a great point. If, and if we don't love what we're doing, there's so many opportunities to do something different. Um, we don't have to feel trapped. And then that goes to the investing side because if we have enough passive income, and you know, we call passive income mailbox money, we call it passive income because we don't work but we receive money in the mail. Um, even as a society, our, our social security, there's so many people that, that work until they get their pension, get their social security. Well, what are those? They're passive income created based on money that they, either the time they put in or the money that they put in. So we get the so, opportunity to help people build passive income. Well, and, okay, and so is that enough that theoretical? <laughs> no, I, I love that. And I think that that's the whole reason that we that we fall in love with real estate and investing and the sales side of things. So talk to me a little bit about why did you get into real estate? What was the uh, initial change from the previous job? Why get into real estate? Well, actually, uh, I had tons and tons of previous jobs. And, um, and I was going to, uh, my plan was to go to Arizona State University so that I could get a better because at the time I was the maintenance guy in the department and and I was that was my goal to get an education so I could get a better job so I could make more money and when the curriculum requirements came um, somebody said to me you should get in real estate and I was discouraged about where I was and somebody said well here's an opportunity for you. So I literally said, really, what do you have to do? I went to school for a couple of weeks um, or a few weeks, got my real estate license, and never looked back. And that was 44 years ago. You know, it's interesting. What, what, so 44 years ago, what was it that made you say yes to getting that real estate license and moving into it? You said they presented an opportunity to you, but how was it described to you, or what was it that made you buy into it? Um, honestly, in my situation, it was that I was, I, first of all, I moved from New York to Arizona, and I loved Arizona, and did not want to go back. And so, um, and so I would be looking for pretty much any opportunity to stay in Arizona. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. However, I was making $6 an hour, which is weird, but I was making $6 an hour in New York when I got to Arizona, it's $1.50. And so, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. So e economics were uh, part of the issue. And uh, I was just looking for an opportunity 
And then what wound up happening was um, my second day in real estate having a license, I sold somebody a house, and it was such an exciting experience. She was so excited to be moving out of her apartment, moving into her own home, and uh, and it's like, and I helped make that happen, and that was that that was an adrenaline rush. Yeah. And so then I did it again the next week, and I did it again the next week, and uh, you. You fall in love with serving people. You fall in love with serving people. So, so you got into it and you fell in love with serving people and you, you did both investing and you did both sales. Now, from my perspective, I would tell you the sales side of things can be one of the hardest jobs. Like when I am in sales mode, I'm working harder than most people that I know when I'm in investment mode, I'm receiving passive income with so much less work and effort. Both of them are in real estate sales, but I would say that you and I both agree that real estate has blessed us in, uh, in providing us an amazing life and, and providing us the opportunity to create a life by design so that we can love what we do and we can choose the people that we do it with. And we can, um, I, I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but I always say create life by design. Would you would you say that you've done a pretty good job at creating a life by design using real estate as a tool to do that? Yeah, multiple times, actually, because um, um, I did it wrong the first time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so uh, I wound up losing it all and had to rebuild it. But it was the tool. You know, here's the other thing, too. Um, when we're talking about uh, creating financial security, I, I was trying to think of the right way to say it because it's not just about wealth, it's about financial security. Because when we think about wealth, wealth extends to friends and family and health, all of those things. We can be wealthy with all of those things. So with financial security, um, what you want to do is you want to go to the one that's the most advantaged. So right now, Bitcoin, for example, um, people are trying to figure out how to use Bitcoin. The value's been going up and down. It's been volatile, volatile, but it's really up. Congress is trying to figure out how to tax it. And and even with all of the tax things that are coming on, uh, that are being proposed by the Biden administration now, they want to, let me just give you an example. They want to tax um, wealth. And so they said, well, if your stock goes up from here to here, we're going to tax that. We'll take 24%. Of it. And then how, on the other side of the coin, in real estate, um, since they can't go and get an appraisal on property every every year, they even that idea has a tax advantage. The, the 1031 exchange has a tax advantage because if I was to buy stocks, I can't I can't find anybody that wants to rent my stocks from me, but I can find people that want to rent my real estate from me. Oh, you're so, going right down the path I was going to take you. So let me let's let's hit on all the reasons why we would choose investing over other so, potential options. So that, because so the overriding answer to that is um, the laws give real estate an advantage over any other type of investment. Absolutely. That's the big answer. answer. So if you're going to give an advantage out of it, 
that should be where you put it. Like, like right now, Congress wants to um, make an advantage for all renewable energy. So where are people putting their money? Renewable energy? Yeah, exactly. We've, one of the things, so one of the advantages is real estate's tangible. You can see it, touch it, feel it, it's real. Uh, stock is a piece of paper. And why does it matter that it's tangible? Why should it matter to us that it's tangible and usable? Um, it's not as volatile is one of the reasons. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's um, never seen real estate value go to zero. Mm, good point. But, and historically, uh, but, it's appreciated pretty consistently over the years. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, when, I, when I wrote my book, we went back and we researched uh, back 40 years, and we found out that the average appreciation across the country is 4%, which is ahead of the inflation rate. Absolutely. And, hist and yep. historically, it, it has outperformed other investment opportunities, just historically. What I love Absolutely. about real estate. But you're only talking about appreciation. That's only one of the advantages. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm talking I want to talk a little bit about lower volatility because um what I see is like right now lower volatility just the fact that it's a tangible asset the t the fact that not everybody you're not putting your money in somebody else's hands and saying here make this decision for me. You can be in control of the calculations. You can take calculated risks based on your um comfort zone, right? And what I have always loved about real estate and what my grandmother, I watched her do for years and years, is if for some reason um, cost of living rose, like we're seeing inflation, and if for some reason that happened, there was always a bedroom to rent to increase the income or something that you could do with the property because it was tangible, because it was usable, she could always change the use, maximize the use and increase the income coming in from it. And I always thought that that was fascinating. It's true. And, and what, yeah, and you just mentioned the word inflation all of a sudden hitting everybody's radar. Look at saying, oh, inflation's going up. Prices going up. Prices going up on everything. Um, real estate has traditionally been just above the inflation rate, so that if you own that as a tangible asset, then you're ahead of the curve typically with ownership of real estate. But interest, you know, we talked about this last time that cash is not a tool, or cash is not an asset, because mm -hmm. inflation reduces the value of your cash. But cash is a tool to acquire assets. Assets like what? Well, could be stocks, could be bonds, um, could be real estate, which is another advantage of owning real estate is that you can leverage the real estate. You don't have to pay 100 cents on a dollar for total value. You can borrow money to, to acquire it. And by the way, let somebody else pay that loan and the beauty of leveraging other people's money is typically you're getting a mortgage on a house. And so that rate is fixed for the next 30 years. And though inflation is happening, your home is appreciating, but your mortgage payment is not. Right. And that's true in the U.S. It's not true in Canada. Ah. But, um, but it's true in the U.S. However, um, 
even the loans in Canada, uh, they reset, but they reset five years or 10 years. Gotcha. So gotcha. they're fixed for a period of time. Well, and then you can also adjust rents as they go up, but your mortgage payment in the United States is not typically, I mean, if you have a fixed mortgage, it's not typically going up, but your rents can in order to support and add cash flow. Talk to me about cash flow and why do why do these people want cash flow in their life? What does it do for them? Just having this conversation with the kids last night, and they own some rental property. They're 40, uh, he's 40, right around 40, 39, 40, 40. And, uh, <clears throat> and they were talking about the fact that uh, they have uh, an extra $1,800 a month coming in from the three properties that they own. I love and it. And so we talk about passive income. He's a firefighter. And and he drives the truck. They say, why don't you become a fire chief? You'll make more money. He doesn't want to be a fire chief. He loves what he's doing, driving the truck, uh, influencing the other people in his station, uh, and, and, and working the fire rather than being being a fire chief. The passive income gives him the freedom to be able to say, you know what? Uh, yeah, I could make more money, but I don't want that job. I love what I'm doing right now. So then as we were talking about it, I said, well, then why don't you take, uh, do you need all the 1800 And he said, no. And so I said, well, why don't you use the tenant's money to pay off the mortgages more quickly? Just get one house and pay it all the way down. So last night they decided which house. And, uh, and so why, why is cash flow important? Well, first of all, it gives you the freedom to make choices about what you do. And I love not that. It's not money. Yeah, and back ahead. to the topic of the day, it, it gives you the ability to love what you do and not to have to choose something just for the dollars. It gives you the freedom. Exactly. That's awesome. I love that. Who 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 wouldn't love an extra eighteen hundred dollars a month in their pocket? You know. Right, right. And there, and it's like, and the other part of the equation was, where do we go get another one? Yeah, exactly. Let's go buy more. Free mailbox money is fun. Who doesn't want mailbox money? Yeah. So what I what I love about real estate also is just that literally by holding it, which is what your book is all about, the you know, the appreciation, you're you're increasing your net worth just by holding on to it. And I was talking to my sister over the weekend and she was saying, you know, hey, if I hold on to something, then I don't lose, right? If I hold on, it's when I sell at the bottom that I lose. So if I just buy and hold, I'm that's a smart investment. You know, I can I can move with the market and just hang on. And I just real estate is that's why the title of the book. Yeah, because so often people emotionally jump out when they see something that makes them scared. But if they just hold on, what happens is that if you look at the historical trend of real estate over the years, it has made most of the wealthy people wealthy. It has contributed to most of the of the of the wealthy people in the world. Um, and just most people are spending money on depreciating assets that as they hold them, they're losing value. But you have these these tangible assets in real estate that as you hold them, you're actually getting wealthier by not doing anything but holding on to them. And your tenant is paying right. the payment. I just that's that's pretty darn well, awesome. And going back to your previous that. question. Yeah. Going back to your previous question. Why is cash flow important? Mm -hmm. If you have a positive cash flow, if you have money coming in, there's no 
there's no reason to sell. Exactly. And that goes back. And that goes back to one. Uh, so uh, your your sister's aha and other people's aha is um, there's no reason to sell. In fact, uh, I say to people, there's no reason to ever sell real estate because one of the tax advantages we have is the 1031 exchange. So if one piece of real estate isn't isn't working like you you want it to anymore, so for example, my parents bought some land down in Florida and they thought they were going to build a house down there. Never happened. So we exchange that land into income property. And you can do that without having the government or Uncle Sam come in and take a chunk of the gain, take a chunk of the taxes. One of the other advantages of owning real estate. Because if you sell your stock and you made a profit on it, um, you have to pay tax on it. I, my, that's another thing that I watched for years and I was blessed to see is the, the 1031 exchange rolling into bigger, better properties, rolling into more than one property, being passed on to generations and creating generational wealth and generational passive income. I look at my kids and I'm so thankful that I've had the opportunity to invest while prices were where they were at um, in this state, because I look at the, the scenario that my kids are in and they're going to have to make more money to be able to invest in this particular state. Um, but one of the things that I love about real estate as well that allows you to have some freedom is once you've paid down those mortgages, once you have some equity, if you see another opportunity come along that has a great advantage, you can leverage and pull money out of your assets in order to capitalize on that opportunity and so so often people watch opportunity pass them by and they don't get to take advantage because they don't have the means to do so but because of the way real estate appreciates and because as your renters pay your properties down you have this equity it's kind of like having a savings account that you can capitalize on opportunities when they come about and i think that that's a pretty uh, magical tool well you're, <clears throat> you're right and and there's two reasons why people don't take advantage of the opportunities. Number one, they may not have the resources to do it, and that totally makes sense. <clears throat> the other, um, the other example is they may be thinking too small. So I was teaching um, real estate investing in Las Vegas last week, and I had a guy. And one of the things I said was equity is dead. And I had a guy come up to me after the class, and he said, "I need to understand what you mean about equity is dead." Because I have $300,000 worth of equity in this property, and I thought it was a good thing to have equity. And so I asked him a question. I said, so what if your equity went up by $100? Does it, what, what, do you, what do you get out of it? Did your equity grow? Yes, it went up by $100. Does it matter that you have equity? Because your equity didn't go up. Your property value went up. So mm -hmm. even if property value. So anyway, long story short, um, the way he was looking at it was he thought his equity, because he was in his 30s, and he thought equity was the most important thing. And I said, well, your equity, you could be reinvesting your equity because that property value is going to go up whether you have equity in it or not. Mm -hmm. Taking yeah. that equity and using it, putting it into another property. Um, so my point is, uh, Sometimes people don't take advantage of opportunities because they're not thinking right about what they already own. 
and they're valuing something like the cash they have in the bank. They overvalue the cash in the bank because it makes them feel good. They overvalue the equity that they have because it makes them feel good when they could be using both as a tool to acquire more. Yes, you and I have had this conversation several times because I am a person who loves security and I love to know that my house is paid for, my things are paid for, I don't. And so I have this game in my head that I only will leverage money on things that make me more money. (laughs) But yeah, I get it. The mentality of that security, if it's sitting there for me, but you're absolutely right. It should be out there making more for you. But you know what? So let's go back to that because you're in a business where you're not limited on how much money you can make. Mm-hmm. Nobody told, nobody said, Kristen, here's your salary. This is what you're going to make, and we'll give you a 3% raise next year. You can make as much as you want, depending mm-hmm. on how hard you work and how well you serve. <clears throat> not everybody's in that situation. So having equity in their house may be their only option. While it provides you security, their security might be using the equity in their house in order to acquire more assets so that they can accelerate their growth. Nothing wrong with either one. The question is, um, yeah, absolutely nothing wrong with either way of looking at things. The question is, how well is it working for you in order to achieve your goal? that you're in most definitely. And I think the point in both of those is that whether you're in a sales role making commission or whether you're in a um, salary paid job where your you know, income is more fixed, that either way you can use real estate as an ability or as a tool um, to create that passive income and to grow um, your opportunities through that cash flow. One of the things, and I'll kind of leave it on this because we only have a few more minutes, but One of the things that I think of when I tie this all back to if you love what you do, will it still feel like work, is how much real estate supports the community and those you love. In my experience with real estate, I have been able to provide housing to several friends. I have been able to provide housing to my mother for years. I have been able to provide affordable housing to people I've never met in my life. And I've been able to even do things like freeze their rents while they go through cancer treatments and make sure that like the mobile home park that we own, um, I have the ability to control the safety of that environment for the people in that community. And oftentimes low income housing can feel like it's in an unsafe neighborhood, but as a, as a, a landlord and being an owner of that property, I have the ability to enforce rules and to um, do things to protect and keep the neighborhood safe, which I love being able to do that through uh, through having the investment that I can contribute to the community and provide them a safe place to live, a roof over their head that doesn't have to cost them too much. And, and the fact that I can provide jobs to people, like the guy who has to go out and plow the snow when, you know, when there's snow in the driveway and people need to get out to get to work, all of those are opportunities for me to invest in the community and to provide back to the community. So let's wrap up with just a last minute thought on, on maybe a way that you have been able to provide to the community through something that you did in real estate. Um, frankly, all of the above. <clears throat> and in addition to that, 
I don't know if his uh, audio went out. Can you guys still hear him? I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I had a phone call coming in. It was messing up with Bluetooth. Oh, so, sorry. Um, uh, so I've been able <laughs> properties in St. Louis, and <laughs> um, and we're rehabbing everything so that they're habitable. These are uninhabitable properties that we're making habitable. That's awesome. And there's such a need for affordable housing and putting people in a safe space. And I think the reason that that resonates with me is just being a kid and being in those type of situations. Thank the landlords who kept me in a safe location so that I could grow up and be a, be a kid. Um, our time is up already. I could talk to you for hours, but we have the social media show that goes on right after me, after this call um, in a different room. And so I am going to check with Nate. Are you here or Marcus? Are you guys open in the room? Yeah, I was just about to open it. That was perfect timing. I'm opening it in five seconds. It's yep, and I showed the link we're... up at the top there, Nate. So awesome. We're, go so we're there. talking about the secrets to being courageous. What does it take to step out with courage and, uh, and get past your fears and get results in your life and your business? So Marcus awesome. Black and Ashley Faye are going to start it off, and then uh, we got another hour planned. So thanks. Uh, you guys go ahead and take your time, wrap it up, but we'll be over there hanging out. Awesome. So they're going to open the social media room for you guys if you want to pop on over in there. And Steve, I miss you so much, my friend. I miss our conversations. I love just the coffee talk of learning and growing from you. And it reminds me and it takes me back to Donna's conversation about rising together when we love who we work with and we love those that we collaborate with and we win together. That's what makes yep. our jobs fun and not feel like work. Well, you're part of my community going back to that conversation. So, yes, no, I've absolutely. That's great. Well, and I love that I can call you at like eight o'clock at night and say, hey, come have coffee and chat with me about uh, about how and why you love real estate so much and how that affects you know, us, our community. So thank you so much for taking your morning to join us. You guys, if you keep an eye open for the social media room just over the way, those guys are going to pour into you. Pop on over there. As for us in this room, I will shut it down. I will wish you a blessed week. Thank you guys for joining us. If you have any questions for Steve, Steve, how can they find you? Can they message you here on the app? Um, they can message me on the app. Um, yeah, that would work out just fine. And I'll just Perfect. stay right here. Perfect. So if you have a question for Steve, Steve has an amazing book called Hold that was a part of the Millionaire Real Estate Agent series that you've heard so much about. And he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to buying and holding real estate and just, you know, understanding how to get that cash flow going, how to how to just build that real estate portfolio such that you can bless the people in your community and love what you do. So thank you, Steve. Thank you, know you everyone. Say, yes. Yep. Not just about real estate, it's about freedom in life. Yeah, absolutely. It's about living an abundant life. It is. And when you get the freedom to make choices because you have the income to do so, um, it does make work not feel so much like work. It makes it feel like fun. And getting to do it alongside those you love is such a blessing. So. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.